Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Well, good morning, church. Whatever's going on here can continue to go on, carry on for as long as we shall see fit. But um, I do have a short message to preach this morning. And, um, you know, Jolene, I'm going to do my best, but I think the only scripture I'm going to use probably is the one I haven't given you. But did I give you Mark 9, verse 23 to 24? If not, oh, here we go. It's a great scripture. You know, we banter around this phrase, well, let's agree to disagree. You know, maybe you're with a co-worker, maybe a child, maybe just a person. Uh, you're having a discussion and you know, there's no resolution in the discussion. The only resolution is, well, let's agree to disagree. That's the closest we can come to uh, these books balancing this conversation, uh, working out is we agree to disagree. It's a terrible resolution. But nonetheless, it is a normal phrase to hear. We say it in nominal things like, what's your favorite brand of tomato sauce? Is it Watties or is it Heinz? No, it's Watties, let's agree to disagree, you know. Or, you know, to maybe more important things like a car or a, oh, let's agree to disagree. If it ain't rolling coal, it shouldn't be rolling at all, Oliver Percy. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, but we, see, we're cultured into these stupid sayings. Let's agree to disagree. We, we cultured into it that, it's, that it is normal for us to rest at a place of disagreement. We're just cultured into it ever so subtly. And, and, and in most of the times, it's not a big deal. Like, who cares about the tomato sauce? You can afford to buy both and have two in the cupboard just solely for some sanity at the dinner table. You can, you know, you can have mayonnaise and you can have garlic aioli. Like, let's just work, let's just make the magic happen at the dinner table. We don't need to, but we're cultured in to these, these sayings, let's agree to disagree. And, the, and what happens is it gets cultured into our belief system. That if you're not careful, if you're not diligent, if you're not guarding your thoughts and the processes of your heart, you can rationalize this into your relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus, I believe certain things about your word and about you. I believe certain things that you've done in my life, but there's also this other part of my life that I just can't seem to believe that you are able to work in it. So we're just going to agree to disagree. Lord, I'm going to agree with the cross. I'm going to agree with my salvation, but for this depression or this hopelessness or this offense or this wound, I don't know if I can ever get through this. I don't know if your hand that reached out of heaven and gave us Jesus Christ, I don't know if that same hand can reach into my heart and heal me. So we can approach 
Jesus. We can approach our faith with this posture, I'm going to agree to disagree, and we are selling ourselves short of the miraculous working in our lives. Now, I just want to back it way up a little bit. Because most of us in this room, and if you're in this room this morning and you've never had the opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ, receive salvation and you know eternity in heaven with Him, we'd love to pray with you at the end of the service. But for a lot of us, we have said this prayer. We have agreed with this prayer that Jesus Christ, and it's, it's out the gate. Like, serious, I love the out the gate thing. Like, it's just so out the gate. That here's the Virgin Mary, and here's God and the angel, and they, this is how Jesus is going to come to earth, the Messiah, that one that for years and years and years and years has been prophesied about he's going to come, he's going to come through Mary. You are going to be of child, and you're going to give birth, and you're going to call the Son, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, and He grows up, and He lives a perfect life, and He dies on a cross, and He's resurrected on the third day, and in in between times, He's toweling the devil, and He's preaching the gospel, and now He who was obedient unto death is now seated at the right hand of the Father, and all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto Him. He disarmed the devil, and He led the captives free in the the train of His glory. We all believe this is the basis of our salvation, but on this side, we don't believe God can help us with our depression or with our wounded heart. We get it, we agree to disagree that on in some we this this story is the greatest miracle that will ever exist. No miracle will ever be greater than the miracle of the Messiah, the miracle of the salvation that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were what dead in our transgressions, we were made alive in Christ Jesus. All of, we're all over here, and there's no greater miracle than a, soul, a saved soul. There's no greater miracle than a life plucked out of darkness, planted in the glorious light of Jesus Christ. Yet we can somehow get in our thinking, I just have to agree to disagree that I can experience God in part, but I cannot experience God in full. That that financial miracle I need, that relational miracle I need, that problem of got to get over that, that personal addiction. That is the same God on this side wants to be the same God on this side. But we can agree to, you know, we can rationalize or, or we can just somehow get God out of the equation. I've lived with it for so long, you know, and I get it. I've prayed for it for years, and it's never happened. Well, as long as you got breath, keep praying. As long as you've got a heartbeat, keep believing. If, you, if it's not over, it's not over. We don't get to decide. He decides. While we're here, we pray, we sing it, we keep believing. We're still in hope. Because there's a miracle in the making. And Jesus turns up 
Jolene and Mark 4, we're going to get there, I promise you. It's her first time on, and I've got to, I've got to, got to get there. It says this. No, it wasn't Mark 4, it was Mark 9, my Bibles. Ah, trick. It's the heat pump, man. It's not the Holy Spirit, it's the jolly heat pump. Pin it down. Jesus comes to a man, or a man comes to Jesus, and he's got this boy, this child who is possessed by a demon. From childhood, he answered, it has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. And he, but he says to Jesus, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Jesus, I can do more than pity on this thing. Jesus replies to him, like, if you can, question mark, like, like look, it's up there. If, he says to Jesus, if you can, and Jesus like, do you not realize who you're believing in? Do you not realize who you're talking to? Do you not realize this is before you, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the, the, the end, the creator of all things? Do you not believe the one standing before you is the Word incarnate, the very living bread of life? If I can, Jesus said, everything is possible for one who believes. Yes, it's possible for you to get saved, but that's not everything. Everything is everything on the way to get to be with Jesus face to face. And he says, everything is possible. And it says, immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, I do believe, but help me with my unbelief, how I've got this peace in me that isn't believing. I've got this peace in me that, yes, I'm saved. Yes, I'm going to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. One day life's going to be better. One day it's going to be all right. One day we'll get through it, over it, around it, whatever it. And he's saying, then this guy's like, Jesus, help me with this part of the equation. The unbelieving part. The part that's still in doubt, the part that has not yet seen the miracle, the part that's still in the waiting, the part like Moses standing at the Red Sea all night long, like this, like it says, the, the, the water didn't just like, like poof, it says that as Moses stood there, the wind began to blow and push the sea apart. All night long, standing, God, I believe, I be help me with my unbelief. Aaron, get, get the worship team over here. Miriam, you're a good singer. I know you don't sing till we're on the other side, but start now. Like, come on, like, come on, team. We're going to keep believing. As long as God has spoken it, we're going to believe God can do it. I'm not going to buy into agreeing to disagree that my miracle is not going to happen. I'm not going to buy into agreeing to disagree. Well, some people are just unreachable. Some miracles are just for in, in eternity with Jesus. Some problems, you know, Jesus, the same guy that single-handedly overcame death and the devil and all that nonsense, this problem, he can't quite clear this high jump. He can't quite get it. This man says to Jesus, I do believe, and I believe I'm in a room with people who believe, good-hearted, faithful, God-loving Christians. 
But there's always this tension in our lives of the, what we have experienced and what we have received and that which we are believing for or hoping for or have our hearts set on. And I would also say most people in this room, you have your heart set on good things. You have your heart set on a loved one getting saved. You have your heart set on your marriage flourishing. You have your heart set on your children doing well in a world that is just wanting to make them topsy-turvy and, you know, paint all the wrong rainbows over them, whatever. The rainbow is the promise of Jesus Christ over your child's life. And so... And we're helping you this morning to believe that this God over here who saved you is the same God over here. And, and I want to tell you this morning, we, we don't just need to uh, uh, believe in what God has done. We need to agree with what God wants to do. See, we have no problem with belief in our salvation, but I think sometimes we rarely struggle to agree with the promises of God over our life. And we need to believe what He said, but we also need to agree with what He wants to do through our lives that heaven may invade earth through us. Amos 2 verse 3, Jolene says, Do two work together unless they have agreed to do so? And this morning, God is wanting you to agree with Him. Stop agreeing with your circumstance. It may be real. I'm not telling you to live in this weird fantasy land that says, I have no problems and, you know, I'm a new creation, like, and there's no old creation left. Now, my old creation comes to visit most hours regularly, but we need to be people. Not only are we clinging to our faith and believing for what God has done, but we're standing in agreement with Christ Jesus for all that is to come. Why doesn't God just do it all? Because He wants you to do it. He wants to use your life to bring revival. He wants your life to bring change. He wants your life to bring social and political reformation because He has a ridiculous amount of faith in you. And if only you could see yourself through the eyes of God. My Lord, your spirits would lift. Created in His image. Planned. I'll find it for Jolene. Ephesians 2 verse 10, created to do good work. Look, God's handiwork. Like some look at me and think God's a blind carpenter. You're God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for you to do in advance. Your destiny was just just not to be a sinner that gets sanctified. Your destiny was to agree with every good work God has prepared for your life in advance. He's already got it marked out. I just need to say, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. I believe Jesus. I don't get it. I can't figure it out. 
I don't, I'm under-resourced. I'm overworked and underpaid. But I say, yes, Jesus. I believe, Jesus, if you said it, who am I to call God a liar? Or what about this? Who is the pot to say back to the potter? Why have you made me this way? I have been made in the image of God, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And our role is to say, God, I agree with you for every promise over my life. I agree with you for revival. I agree with you for a business that's gonna fund the kingdom. I believe with you for an idea that is gonna revolutionize social services. I believe for you for a mind that is gonna cut through the nonsense of politics and lead with integrity and faith. I believe God because you have chosen me and put me on earth for such a time as this because you have good works prepared for me to do in advance. Don't say yeah, nah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Jesus. We look at ourselves and I look at myself. Why me? Just say yes. Say yes every day. Say yes every day. Say yes every day. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.